this is going to be an interesting, uh, at least, format today. Something came to my heart, and I would like you guys to kind of see if you can join in with us. We are going to not just sit up here and have me talk. We're going to have a combination of the musicians are going to stay here. We're going to do some teaching, and then the music's going to play some songs pertinent to the teaching, back to some teaching, some song. And I don't know about you, but I am moved by music. I'm moved by the, the words of, in the songs. I think people are so anointed that uh, I think the Holy Spirit has moved so much in the Scriptures. We see David in the Psalms, and sometimes I just wished I could have heard him out there singing uh, before the, the stars and the galaxies. And so, as we do that, I am going to ask you, even if a song is familiar to you, I want you to take what we're going to kind of unopen today in the Scriptures and enter into the music, whether it's being sung that as though you kind of were sharing this, and you, they're your words going back to God to make it personal. If during that music, uh, and during the lyrics of the music, your heart is touched by the Holy Spirit, don't feel bad tuning me out. Go into your time of devotion with God. Let Him complete what He's doing, and then when He's done, enter back in. I, I feel that this is an interesting portion in Scripture. Uh, John, as you know, uh, as he wrote this book, uh, you're going to see that he's going to walk us in a few uh, verses today. He's going to walk us through three stages of a Christian life. And it's interesting because he starts this by always saying, I'm written this to you. I write this to you, children. Uh, You should pay attention to that. Uh, if, if somebody says, hey, I'm telling you this so that you will, and it's to protect you. And the stages that we're going to look at, we're going to go through from a child to a young man to fathers. And the fathers are just the aged or those that are older. I tend to believe that John is the only apostle that entered into the third stage. I don't think any other apostle made it there. They were all martyred or killed before that. So he's bringing something unique that God allowed him to have and for him to carry through. And it's important enough that he reiterates these things and he says them twice right away. So if you would join me in 1 John chapter 2, we're going to look at verses 12, 13, and 14. 1 John chapter 2, 12, 13, and 14. I'm writing to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. I'm writing to you, fathers, because you know him who has been from the beginning. And I'm writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I've written to you, children, because you know the Father. And I've written to you, fathers, because you know him who has been from the beginning. And I've written to you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the evil one. Now, I would like to, as we go through, we're going to dissect some of these, have some music, have some prayer, but I think the way that it is written and the way that I can cross-reference some of his writings in Revelation and the Gospel of John, there is a tendency for us in our Christian faith to always hurry through our stages. And I believe that 
you have to enter into that first stage to understand that first stage, to let it build and cultivate in your life before you go into the second stage. And then in the second stage, as you enter into that second stage of life, you have to let that build and cultivate before you move into the old man stage. Now, I believe, as I see consistent here, the father can actually go backwards into the young men's stage and backwards into the child stage. But a child is not to go forward into the young man's stage, and the young man's stage is not to go forward into the father's stage. It'll all make sense in a minute. Okay? Uh, first, I want to look at the, the children. Now, I think it's interesting that he repeats exactly the same thing to the fathers, the old men, and he repeats the same thing to the young men, but he doesn't repeat the same thing to the children. He says, I write this to you, children, because your sins are forgiven. Get this. This is key. For his name's sake. Your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. I do not believe that we can enter in and appreciate, appreciate the fullness of the scriptures being revealed if we do not understand what took place that horrible and yet wonderful night on the cross when God was crucified for our sins. I think sometimes we, we go through the motions, we go, okay, your sins are forgiven, we go on, and we, we get hurried into doing other things. I want you to at least contemplate, even when you leave here or during the song that's going to be sung here, I want you to think, have you really embraced, have you really welcomed, have you really let it seep into you like the song said, like blood flowing through your veins? What happened to you and me that night on the cross? The horrible pain that he went through. Sometimes we're not going to go into a lot of that today. I want you to go back and say, have I really, really satisfied this stage? Do I need to go back and see what took place? The shame that he went through, the pain that he went through, the torment that he went through. And what actually happened that day? That your sins and my sins were completely washed clean. It says, David says it's not just my old things, my iniquities in the past, but even my transgressions now. You see, I don't seem to struggle as much for my sins before I was a believer. I realized I didn't know any better. I lived in the flesh. I did not have the Holy Spirit, and I lived for myself like every human being does. But since God came and did what he did for me, that, and then my sins, those are tough for me. They're tough for me to take. So I, I want you to see that. I want you to pay attention. And as Mark comes up to sing this song, I want you to realize that this is something that God wants you to grasp and understand fully before you even attempt to do anything into the next stage of life. So Mark, if you'd come up. Let me in prayer for a second. Father, I, I feel that we cannot tread any further because this ground is so holy. To hear the words, to place myself that night at the cross, that I'm yelling out, crucify him as much as anybody else. That our sins would have killed us, and yet he stood there on our behalf.
so that he could draw us to himself. I pray you penetrate our hearts that we would never lose sight of the cross. And Father, we realize it was for your namesake, not ours. We didn't do one thing. I think we so often devalue the cross by thinking that we can somehow fulfill this through our performance. And we mock you. There's nothing we did. There's nothing we can do. You accomplished it. And you finished it and said, it is finished. You got what you went after, which was us. I pray our spirit would keep alive in each of our hearts today so we would recognize this. We would taste it. We would smell it. And we'd never lose sight of it. And we ask that you would accomplish these things in your precious name. Amen. You notice then the second thing that he says to children. He says, I write this to you children because you know the Father. I believe that if you understand at all and comprehend at all what was saying, the words there or the verses that God gave us, where he said, let it be known to you, therefore, brothers, that through this man forgiveness of sins were proclaimed to you, and by him everyone who believes is freed from everything from which he couldn't ever free himself from the performance. Are you ignorant of the fact that all of us have been baptized into Christ Jesus, and we were baptized into his death? We have therefore been buried with him through baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory and power of God, we too might walk habitually in the newness, abandoning our own ways. For we have become one with him, permanently united in the likeness of his death. That ends up, that verse says, for the death that he died, he died to sin, ending its power and paying the sinner's debt once and for all, so that the life that he lives now, he lives to glorify God, unbroken fellowship with him. I believe that once you grasp the idea and understand what really happened at the cross, rather than focusing on your sins and the things that you did, it will turn and transform your heart into the beauty and the love and the loving kindness of God, and you will come to a place of understanding him as father. And it says that your voice will cry out, Abba, Abba. Abba, Father, meaning Daddy, Daddy. The goodness of God is brought forth when I understand what he did for me. So there's two stages that we have as children. Understand your sins were forgiven for his namesake. And let it move you into this incredibleness of knowing God as Father. You see, what happens... We, we move into the young stage, and that's the next thing. And this happened in my life. I, I was blown away by a message of the gospel. It just rocked me. It was like I was, like I was knocked off a horse and fell to the ground when God lifted a veil for me. And matter of fact, November 5th will be 50 years that that happened. November 5th, 50 years ago, I came to know God. I was so excited that I could know the living God, it blew me away that the world wasn't screaming about it, that the media wasn't talking about it. We can know the living God. I had never heard of anything like that in my life. But like most of us in this world and and well-meaning ministries, I got involved immediately, and they prepared me and said, "You're, you're primed to go out, so go out and start ministering. Go out and start doing things. I was sent out before I even understood 
the cross. I was sent out before I even knew the Father. So if you're in the stage of a child, it's not an embarrassing stage, it's an important stage. Go back, look at the cross, and say, God, what have I missed here in the cross that points me to knowing you and stay in your place of knowing God? A lot of you are probably too young for this, but there was a movie uh, called Karate Kid. And uh, this kid was picked on all the time by these bullies, and he finally came to this wise man that was going to teach him karate. And, uh, and after he heard and saw what he could do, he so wanted to get out there and, uh, and tear up. And if you remember the phrase, not wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. Don't go out there till you're prepared and till you're ready. So that goes to that place, and then it ministers into the second level. Once you grasp that, once it's sunk deep into your heart, then it says, I write this to you, young men, because you're strong and you've overcome the evil one. But I want you to know something that I think is the part of that verse you cannot miss. I write this to you, young men, because you're strong, because he abides in you. And now you can overcome the evil one. You see, once I got into the stage of the young man, I took on, I ran full blast. I did everything you were supposed to do. And if you were supposed to memorize scripture, I did it all. I shared with everybody I could. Nobody explained to me something because I wasn't ready for it because I had hurried through the first stage. Nobody explained to me this cannot be done humanly. And so I had been a believer for 10 years until God lifted a veil from my eyes and he lifted the veil and he says, I will now explain to you the mystery of the gospel, which is the living power of Christ in your life. I had memorized those scriptures. I had said those things. But I did not know the intent or the power of what that meant. And that's why he says, because he abides in you. And now he that is in you is greater than he that's in the world. And he basically says, don't you dare go out at Pentecost. Don't you dare go out to apostles until I come and send the Holy Spirit in you. For now I'm with you, but I will be in you. So that part of my life, when the veil was lifted, where I realized that Bill Ewing possesses nothing in and of himself to have any ability to minister, to overcome the evil one, I went out with sword in hand and weapons in hand and had no idea how to fight, so it just crushed me. He says, but I want you to know, young men, I designed you for this. And we're talking generically here. This is women as well as men. When you entered in that stage, he says, now it is time for you to battle and to war. It is time for you to go out and fight for those that are less fortunate. But understand this. It's only because and only by the power of the living Holy Spirit that dwells in you, that lives in you, that you now can be a vessel for the conduit or a conduit for the life of Christ and the power of Christ to, to spring forth. I writ, I've given you the Holy Spirit that you might be ambassadors so that you might have power to overcome. I cannot emphasize that enough. I spent many years of toiling, thinking I was doing the right thing, and he wants you to understand this. Don't try to move on to another stage till you really grasp what it means to have God's life, your life, and that you can do nothing and you can bear no fruit unless you abide in the vine. 
And as the singers come up, I want you to just listen to the song that they are going to play for you and realize that and try to let God speak into your heart as you understand this part. Father, as they heard the words that the singers were singing and the writers wrote, that, uh, that it somehow moves me and touches me when you said that uh, we can feel the fire in our veins. You promised that you were the consuming fire, and it's beginning all the way back where you presented yourself to Moses and the holiness of who you were, and you said that you will go ahead and become a fire. Instead of baptizing with water, you'll baptize with fire, that your Holy Spirit dwelling in us can set that fire. I pray today that the people listening, that they would be able to go ahead and begin to realize that spiritual life, that spiritual burning, that fire that burns to let people know who you are, that, that you would burn in us the ability to be available for you to live your life through us, that we could feel the flow of your heat. It would burn away the, the sin and the world system from people's lives so that they would enter into your purity. Send us out as warriors. Send us out that we might overcome the evil one. Thank you, Father, for sending us your Son that we might be able to accomplish the things that you've chosen for us to accomplish. We love you, and we appreciate the opportunity. He then, he says, I've written this to you fathers. I've written this to you old men. I've written this to the aged. But it's an interesting thing. He does not say, I've written to you this because you know the Father. He says, I've written to you because you know him that was from the beginning. And then he repeats it. And he says, I've written to you, fathers, because you know him that was from the beginning. That caught me off guard. I was pretty much sure that that wording was going to be the same as the children. I write to you, children, because you know the father. I write to you, old men, because you know the father. Now, remember, I said you can go backwards. The fathers go back to the child and understand the cross and understand that that was brought them to know the Father. And even the children cry out, Abba, Father. Even the fathers cry out, Abba, Father, Daddy, Daddy. But there's something different here. And so I went and I looked at it and I began to study this. And there was something that I believe John got to experience the other apostles did not experience. I'm going to try to relate at least a little bit of my experience in this stage of my life. Sometimes I don't like to think I'm the aged and the father. My brother and I and my wife were having breakfast today, and we were looking at pictures of us doing athletic events. Not when we were younger. And I have to tell you, my mind sees me 18 doing these events. The pictures show I'm not 18. I try to swing like golf, and it looks like an old man. It's kind of like this. And I, I realize I'm getting old. And yet, he talks about this as a precious stage. And I would say that when I look back in here and says, you know him who was from the beginning, I look back and I see all weaved in and out of Scripture that you know him, called him Ancient of Days. And you know him that was from the beginning. And the Scripture seemed to, to relate to this. In the beginning was a word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. 
Even in John 1, when we opened up in John 1, he says, For it was from the beginning what we have heard, we have seen, that uh, concerning the, the word of life. And the life was manifested that we've seen it and hear it and pro- witness it and proclaim eternal life. And then he goes on and he talks about that it is about God and it is about the word of God. And the word of God was from the beginning. And here's what I would like to have you see. As I saw some of the men in the Bible and some of the people in the Bible and the character in the Bible, when they were brought back to the beginning of time, to the beginning of creation, when they saw him that was from the beginning and God let them pierce through spiritual eyes and begin to see something, all of them had a similar response. They fell to their faces. And they said, depart from me. I am so small. Remember, Job was making defense for himself, and God says, hey, why don't you come on over here? And and for a little while here, he called him a name. It was an interesting name. He called him Mr. Fault Finder. He said, you're going to find fault with me? And he, uh, so let me read you. He says, as a self-existing one, he gave beings to all things, and all things exist out of him and from him. And so he said, O Lord, thou art worthy to receive glory and honor and power and victory. And for your pleasure they were all created. Every soul belongs to God and exists for his pleasure. He went on to talk about how he said, look at the heavens and how we formed the galaxies and how we've made the stars. And for some reason, as people entered into that stage of the old, he let these old people begin to see creation. And when he saw how incredible this God was, how magnificent he was, he used from the stars, from the galaxies, from the oceans, from the animals, and he went on and on to the creation. And every single time he did that, man was hushed. John on Patmos fell to his face. He couldn't believe when he got to see in the book of Revelation and got to see the mightiness of God. And he had to just grab him and say, listen, the angel even said, I'm but a man like you. But he saw God. I would say in my life, in the history of my life, it's not always lived out. But the more that God began to reveal to me his greatness and his glory and from the very beginning and how awesome he was, the more that I could understand when Job said, I've declared things I never knew. My mouth has declared things. And then he says, but now I know this. I used to hear of you, but now I see you. I think what happened in my life and is happening in my life, I'm in the stage of wanting it to happen, and that is this. The important things become important. And all the other things are not that important to me. You see, I don't debate now with people about the existence of God. I don't go ahead and walk through all the theological and and apologetic arguments. I entered those a lot in my life, and I think all I did was lose friends. You see, if you came to me and my wife Nancy and you said, let's talk about whether Nancy's alive or does she exist or not, I'm not entering into it. I know she exists. And I might say, but if you want to meet her, I'll introduce you to her. I have to tell you this in confession. 
The more that I have looked at the greatness of God and the power of God and the love of God and the sovereignty of God, I haven't lost one second of sleep over politics. This world is ran by my God and my God alone. I don't, ar- I don't live sleep over arguments. Oh, Lord God, thou knowest. The bigger he is, the more confident I settle myself, and I don't have anxiety over any of those things anymore. The greatness of God, knowing him that was from the beginning, will settle you in to making the important things important, and the other things you don't have to enter into. The arguments, the judgments of people, all the different things about what verse says what verse. I promise you it is one of the most peaceful places to go, and you can't explain it to anybody, as you can tell I'm trying to explain it to you. It doesn't work. A lot of you are just thinking, what is he talking about? I don't always go there. I can easily be drawn into the arguments and begin to enter in until all of a sudden I look back and I realize I know him that was from the beginning. This God is a mighty God. He's an incredible God. He is so incredible that I don't have to worry about what's in place. I now can enter back into, and now I can go through the different stages of life because now as a father and understanding that, the things that are important are important to me now. I can go back and embrace the cross. And matter of fact, this morning, last night, when Ben uh, text, and I was ready to come up early in the morning and come up and do the 9 o'clock, and he basically said, I don't think we're going to be making the 9 o'clock. And uh, I thought, oh, that's weird. So I got to sleep in a little. So this morning, I had two hours I usually don't have in the morning. And God brought me back to the cross. And I don't know that I have ever been so humbled. He let me see all of my iniquities that he had forgiven me for. And it was hard. I didn't know that I would be able to make it up here. I realized that I have raced through the cross so often. It brought me back to the cross to see why is it so important. See, I can go back to the cross, and I'll never stop going back to the cross. And I'll never stop going to the place that that really shows me about who God is, and it gets my mind off of my sin. Because you can get your mind on your sin, and now you're still the issue. You're still the, the main person in the story. And I'm ready to battle. I'm ready to go and fight for those that are less fortunate that can't fight for themselves. And a lot of times now my fights are more on prayer and on my knees than they are going out. But I want you to know as the singers get ready to sing this last song that if you will allow yourself to look into the incredibleness of God and how big he is, I believe it will shut our mouths to the point where we're like Job says, I've declared things I never understood and now I let it be okay that you're in charge. Sing the song and enter into it. The words that you told Job, you said, who is it that hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore I've declared that which I did not understand. Things so wonderful for me which I do not know. Hear now and I'll speak and I'll ask you, you instruct me from here on out. I've heard from you the hearing of your ear, but now my eye is going to see you. Therefore I retract and I repent in dust and ashes. Behold, I am insignificant now. What can I reply to you? I lay my hand on my mouth, for once I have spoken, and I will not answer. Twice, I'll add nothing more, for I now know this. I know that you can do all things, and no purpose of yours will ever be thwarted. Father, I pray that with that we will then enter into your love, and we will become vessels of of your love to flow out to other people. 
because it's never, ever going to stay inside us as we come to know that. Open our eyes today. Let your words that we sang, what we heard, what we prayed, let them penetrate into our heart and create that burning fire of the Holy Spirit in us that we would be able to enter in. Help us not hurry forward to the stages you've yet for us to experience. And we ask it with total confidence because, Jesus, when you were here, you said, ask anything in my name and it will be accomplished. Amen. Have a great day today.